Welcome to episode 2 of this three-part series on sexual identity. I'm Michael Roberts. On this episode, we will be looking into sexual orientation identity and how it correlates with your sexual identity. We will have an exercise at the end so you can not only learn about other people's sexual orientation identities, but also figure out your own. Now, before we begin, this three-part series is all about understanding sexual identity by understanding and determining our own sexual gender identity, sexual orientation identity, and relationship identity. These three things may be different, but they all come together to create your sexual identity. Now, again, there will be exercises throughout these three episodes in the series, so make sure to do the exercises. This will give you a glimpse at coming up with your own sexual identity. Also remember that sexual identity, sexual gender, and relationship identity may be fluid. People may change their identity through their progression of life, and that's okay. Understand the fluid nature of sexual identity is our start at not only knowing ourselves, but being more understanding of the different sexual identities of others. And that's the whole point of this, not only to learn about yourself, but to understand others, especially if you're going out there and dating. You need to know some of these terms to better understand that other person. So let's get into this. This is uh, we're gonna go over sexual orientation versus sexual orientation identity. The first thing that we must know is that sexual orientation or sexual orientation identity does not mean physical sex. It could mean that a person only practices emotional attractions or only a sexual attraction or a mix of the two. So when we come when we're talking about sexual orientation a lot of people are like well I don't like sex or I only like sex or I don't do emotional. There are names for those and that is what you will be describing yourself when it comes to your sexual orientation. Um, again when you're in a relationship or a dating thing uh, if you're not into sex sex period you're asexual um, and I'll get through that term later on or demisexual. But what you need to do is you need to relate that information to the person you're dating because that person may enjoy sex or may only enjoy sexual, you know, um, attraction and does not like emotional ones. That would be a romantic or demi-romantic person. So by doing this, you're not only saving yourself time, but you're also learning about the person and then if you really like that person you both need to come up with some kind of um, agreement to how you're going to progress through relationships now that information when it comes to relationships will be um, talked about on the third episode of this three-part series we're not going to do it now just understand that this is all about uh, sexual orientation and it doesn't always have to mean physical sex or emotional sex. It could mean both or one or the other. Um, let's get into sexual orientation, which is a person's sexual gender and relations to the gender to which they are attracted. In the academic world, there's only three types of sexual orientation. That's heterosexual, homosexual, or bisexual. 
And uh, within those categories, there could be subcategories, but mostly in the academic. Um, now, this is the old academic reasoning is that there is only three. Now, we know that people can be way more than just heterosexual or homosexual or anything like that. Um, again, this is when it gets tricky to understand. Sexual orientation involves a person's gender identity or the identity they have picked in the relationship to the gender or non-gender they are attracted, whether it be physically or emotionally. However, academic sexual orientation has everything to do with the physical sexual attraction and are a mix of both physical and emotional attraction and nothing to do with a mental attraction. That was, again, sexual orientation versus sexual orientation identity, the academic term versus the cultural um, term and what, you know, anthropologists usually use the cultural term over the academic term, but when they're writing their papers, they have to like switch over to the academic term, which is a big headache, trust me. Um, especially if your, your paper is not going to the, you know, anthropological society, it's also going to other people like psychologists and medical professionals, as those people usually use very specific, um, you know, sexual orientation besides sexual orientation identity. I don't know why. Anyways, uh, when we look at sexual orientation identity outside of these three academic uh, categories, we find some individuals will not have any physical sexual attraction to anyone, and in that case, this person's sexual orientation would be defined by their sexual gender identity, as well as one of the four terms describe their lack of practicing physical sex or lack of practicing emotional sex. So, sexual orientation. For example, uh, a, a biological woman that personally identifies as a man that is attracted to men would have a sexual orientation of being heterosexual in the academic um, world because even though he identifies as a man, he is still a biological woman. Whether or not he is uh, post or pre-op um, has nothing to do with the matter um, or even if he I just identifies as a man. However, if a bi biological woman that personally identifies as a man and is not sexually attraction, attracted to anyone would be a heterosexual in academic terms. So this is when it gets confusing and I don't want to go into academic terms because they're so boring. Um, just know you can re-record it. I'm not going to go over it. I already have a headache by saying this. I've been saying this ever since I was fucking 19 when I started anthropology and human anatomy and all that bullshit. So that is just the, again, academic terms. Know that they're very specific into three categories when it comes to sexual orientation identity. Outside of the academic, uh, academic world, we have multiple ways to describe our sexual orientation identities. Again, this could be gay, straight, homosexual, bisexual, lesbian, heterosexual. Then you get into asexual, aromantic, demisexual, demiromantic, uh, pansexual, and fluid sexu uh, sexuality or fluid sexual. Um, 
You can also use your gender identity to describe your sexual orientation. For example, if you're a trans man, you can be a homosexual trans man, a heterosexual trans man, an asexual trans man, a a romantic trans man. This is when you get to pick your own sexual orientation. What you're saying is you are a trans man and you do not practice any sex or you only practice emotional attractions. That is kind of hard for everyone to extract uh, to understand because these are new terms to a lot of people. But it is very vital for everyone to know these terms and these terms to become more popular because this does help us understand individuals more um, a, a little bit better than what we're you know well we don't know what that word is that's stupid you know they should just be called gay it's not as simple as that because they do have meaning all these titles do have meaning so let's go through some of these um, terms and definitions for sexual orientation identity of course we all pretty much know what gay lesbian homosexual heterosexual and bisexual means I'm not gonna go over those because I don't have the time um, we're actually at 10 minutes already and I'm not even done with this half. So let's start with asexual. Now this is, this means that you only have an emotional attraction to someone. That's asexual. You only have an emotional attraction to someone. Aromantic means you only have a sexual attraction to someone. You do not practice emotional set or emotional relationships. Only a sexual relationship or a sexual attraction to someone. Demisexual means that you have an emotional attraction to someone that may progress into a sexual attraction. And demiromantic means you only have a sexual attraction that may progress to an emotional attraction. Then we have pansexual, which is someone that is physically and are emotionally attracted to all gender identities. And then we have fluid sexual or fluid sexuality, which is an individual that may change their sexual orientation from time to time. Now, again, there's so many ways to describe your sexual orientation identity. If you do you know, um, relate to these terms, you're more likely in this term category. However, you can add those four main words I want you to remember, asexual, aromantic, demisexual, and demiromantic, to almost anything from your sexual gender to uh, identity to your orientation identity. So just remember that when we go into um, the second part of this, which is going into... Um, doing the uh the exercise to understand yourself now we're going to have to actually take a break when we return we are going to get into that exercise you're going to have to listen closely remember it's good to do these exercises by yourself in a quiet room because you do not want outside influences influencing you in making a decision that's not yours um, I think we do that a lot is that either a you know we can say that we're the most honest and open person but really there's going to always be someone that will influence us to change our own feeling about something and that's something that we cannot do so it's better to do this in your head you're more 
honest with yourself than you are with other humans, and that is just that. That's just the truth. Um, I'm like that sometimes. There's sometimes where I bite my tongue. There's sometimes when you know I just don't say anything. There's sometimes when I say a lot of stuff and I'm very open. But there's there's times where you know、um, you need to just do it yourself and not think of outside influences.、Um, just due to the fact that you're afraid of what others may think, or you're afraid that you're gonna break someone's heart, or you think that you know what I really want to be in this group because they are very warm and loving. But you know what, I just can't because I am this other person. Don't think of it like that either, because I think. Um, that will also、um, hinder your actual results. So again, when we when we return, we will be going over an exercise where you can determine your sexual orientation identity. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second episode of this three-part series on sexual identity. This one is all about sexual orientation identity, and right now we do have an exercise for you. Now I have, of course, my book right in front of me, "Sex in the Modern World: A Look at Sexual Identity, Sexual Activity, and Relationship Identity in the Modern World." Of course, co-written by、uh, Vanessa Carroll, Carroll, who is a、uh, psychologist and my BFF. So, anyways.、Um, We're gonna get into this exercise now. Inside the book, it does get very detailed, and I really, really, really wish that the book was out right now. But we have to wait until next year because that's what we were were given a time frame of.、Um, but it's very vital、uh, because there's so many ways to describe your sexual orientation that is very informative inside the book, and you can like highlight sections that you really do. Think that you、um, really like are、um, really、uh, you know it's more describing of you than other people. So we're going to we're going to cut this exercise in half just for the podcast because I only have a specific amount of time that I can have the podcast and it always goes over and I always get docked for all that crap,、um, which is fine. I'll like get docked, but that's okay. Anyways, I I digress. So let's get into this exercise on sexual orientation and finding out your sexual orientation. Now I'm not gonna go over how to determine whether you're homosexual or gay or lesbian, specifically if you're bisexual or if you're heterosexual, because I think those are more more normals for us to kind of go through. However. If you are one of those th- three things, we're going to do an exercise right now. And whether you're not one of those three things, you're still going to do this exercise to see if this does, you know, relate to you. So I hope you're in a quiet place or on the bus or somewhere where that you can think freely and to yourself、um, to de- determine whether you're someone like this. So we're going to determine right now if we are asexual. It has nothing to do. You can be. Homosexual, asexual. You can be heterosexual, asexual. You can be bisexual, asexual. You can be pansexual, asexual, and you can be fluid sexual, asexual, as well as trans man, asexual, trans woman, asexual. All of those other terms. So 
The definition of asexual, again, means that you only have emotional attractions, nothing physical. So when you look at yourself, if you have tried to have sex, physical sex, or if you had tried to have a emotional and a physical relationship and you didn't like the physical relationships or don't like practicing uh, physical relationships, including touching yourself sometimes, you will be considered asexual, meaning you only like emotional relationships. This does not defer. You will not change your mind throughout the course of a relationship. You only like emotional relationships. Now, if you are someone like that but might change your mind, then you'd be considered a demisexual, uh, which means that in the beginning, you are only emotionally attracted. However, throughout the progress of a relationship or your life, you will learn to like the sexual attraction to another person. That's demisexual. If you're one of those people, then, you know, you're either asexual or demisexual. Now, looking at ourselves, and more times not, I kind of get, I kind of feel like I'm more of this kind of person too, which a lot of people don't like these kind of people because they don't understand it, and I hope that this helps um, people understand this as well, is um, aromantic. Now, I don't think I'm an aromantic. I think I'm a demiromantic. Let's just get that straight. Anyways, um, aromantic means you only like sexual relationships nothing emotional at all you will not change to an emotional relationship you only like sexual relationships so that is a romantic sexual relationship so do you only like sexual relationships without a emotional one now if you only like emotion or uh sexual relationships you're a romantic but you might progress to liking a person emotionally as well you'd be demi Romantic, meaning that you start off being only in a sexual relationship and then progress into being in a emotional one. That's demi-romantic. So now let me look at my book because I did that all by brain memory because those are things that, you know, uh, you, those terms you really need to, you really need to learn. Um, we're not going to do bisexual. Um, let's go ahead and go into, uh, non-binary. We're not going to do non-binary. Let's go ahead and check if you are pansexual. Now, again, knowing the term pansexual is very, very important. So what is the definition of pansexual? Pansexuals are someone that is physically and are emotionally attracted to all genders. So now when you think of yourself, think, are you physically attracted to not only gays or lesbians or males and females, are you attracted to individuals that are non-binary? Are you uh, attracted to individuals that are uh, trans men or trans women? If you're attracted to either emotionally or attracted to physically 
or a little bit of both, you will be pansexual, meaning that you are attracted to everyone on the gender spectrum. That's pansexual. Now again, going through those four terms that we did before, asexual, aromantic, demisexual, demiromantic, that could further describe uh, you being pansexual. You can be pansexual, asexual, pansexual, aromantic, pansexual, demisexual, or pansexual, demiromantic. So do you like just everyone? I think a lot of bisexual people label themselves as bisexual, but they don't understand that they also like different spectrums or everyone in the spectrum of um, gender. And those would be pansexuals. Bisexuals only are attracted to men and women, whether they identify with that or they're, you know, um, genetically a man or woman. Whereas pansexuals like men, women, um, transgenders, um, non-gender conforming individuals, all that stuff. Now, when we look at fluid sexual, this is an individual that may change their sexual orientation from time to time. Now, the term fluid sexual could be added to another descriptive orientation identity to better describe your orientation. For example, um, if you are a, um, let's say that you're a heterosexual, you can be a heterosexual fluid sexual, or you can be an asexual heterosexual fluid sexual. Meaning that you only practice emotional relationships, you're heterosexual, meaning that you're only attracted to the opposite sex, and that you're fluid sexual, meaning that um, you may change that to include uh, individuals of the opposite sex throughout your time, or you transfer back to being homosexual and heterosexual. If you are one of these individuals, you're most likely fluid. Or you can be an individual that uh, switches between homosexual and pansexual. You'd be a fluid sexual pansexual, or you can be a fluid sexual homosexual, however you want to label yourself. Isn't that great? You get to pick all these terms, whether you want to be labeled as a homosexual or be labeled as a pansexual, and then just add fluid sexual on it, and then just add, you know, aromantic if you only like sex. This is why this is why it's important to understand these terms because someone's identity always changes. Your identity may change. So anyways, that's going I'm going to end the the uh, exercise right there. You're probably thinking, well, what if I don't um, fit into any of these terms? Most likely you get to pick your own terms. You might identify with some of those terms. But you also might identify with just your sexual gender identity. So you can add your sexual gender identity to one of these terms, whether it be asexual, aromantic, pansexual, fluid sexual, homosexual, heterosexual, however you want to see yourself and however you most likely identify with or identify with more, you can add those terms together and that's where you get your sexual orientation identity. I think it's awesome. 
and you learn more about yourself. Like I'm now really thinking, well, I do like sexual um, relationships a little bit more than emotional relationships, but I do think that I would probably be a demi-romantic, a homosexual demi-romantic where I start out with a sexual relationship and then that progresses into an emotional one. Is that better represents me? I also know a lot of people that are more demisexual where it has to start out as an emotional relationship. I think more people are demisexual than others is because it always starts out with an emotional relationship and then gradually progresses into a sexual one. See how descriptive that that was? If I was dating you and I said that I was a homosexual demi-romantic, you'd probably be like, you fucking weirdo. You only like sex. Or if I said as a homosexual aromantic, you'd be like, you fucking weirdo. You only like sex. See how that is? And you shouldn't think that way. And I shouldn't think that way either. But as you can see, that's more descriptive. So now you know what that person is. And this really does help when it comes to... um, Um, better knowing yourself as well well as better understanding the people that you date and we're going to get into different types of relationships and all that stuff in the next episode that is coming up we're already way over our time so I'm going to have to end this um, episode for sure but if you have any more questions um Listen to this podcast again if you really need to or just parts of it so that you can better understand these terminologies and try to figure out your own um, sexual orientation. It is, again, very... You don't have to tell everyone in the world, but really when it comes to light in your your dating life, you really need to be open. And I think more, and more if more and more people use these um, gender um, or uh, these um, sexual orientation identities it would be easier for the person that you are your your prospective you know life partner because everyone wants to find their husband now or their their wife or whatever you um you know identify as it's it's a little bit easier because that person will then know what you mean by you know pansexual or demisexual or whatever So use these descriptive words when dating, use these descriptive words when, you know, if you're only hooking up on um, A for A for us gay people, Um, if you are more um, demi-romantic or aromantic, let that person know that, hey, it's only a sexual, you know, um, thing. It has nothing to do with emotion right now. I think that way we'd kind of more understand um, all that stuff. So I'm going to end the show. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to gaypodcasts.com. That's G-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com to get more information about the show, where we are on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also search us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's at Gay Men's Podcast. You can phone in your questions or concerns at 949-783-8514, extension 4, or text your questions to 949-783-8514, Standard text message rates do apply. That's going to be it for this second episode of this three-part series. The next series or the next episode will be relationship orientation identity. I'll talk to you guys later.